Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You are listening to Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 347 of the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. Recorded live this Memorial Day 2020. So we expect that our crowd will probably be a little light because everyone is out enjoying what they can enjoy under the circumstances. Probably at home with uh, wonderful backyard barbecues and such. But being the people we are, we're here recording a podcast. But that's okay. So I will introduce myself and then the others can introduce themselves to speak improperly. I'm Ross, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. And we'll just dive right into topics because this is our short topic episode that we do every two weeks. And our lead topic is empty. So (laughs) (laughs) we worked hard on Memorial Day (laughs) to bring this show to you today. That's right. This is going to be a little on the light on content, but that's okay. It's we'll make be... it up with snarky comments and stuff like that. Well, that's true. Yeah, we can, yeah. we'll, we'll fill. We'll fill. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so with no lead topic, we're just going to jump right into some amateur radio topics. And Bill is going to tell us about the zombie apocalypse in the sky. That's right. You know, we were hoping for this uh, pandemic to be, you know, show us the zombies and stuff like that. But no, instead a radio amateur finds another zombie satellite. So there's only satellites or only zombies in space, not here on the earth. How unfortunate, but here we go. Uh, British Columbia radio amateur, uh, Scott Tilly VE seven Tango India Lima has found another zombie satellite as he calls them. This time he tracked and identified radio signals from the experimental UHF military communication satellite LES five. Tilly says he found the satellite in what is called a geostationary a graveyard orbit after noting a modulated carrier on 236.7487 megahertz. Most quoted, sorry, he's quoted here. Uh, most zombie satellites are satellites that are no longer under human control or have failed to some degree, Tilly told the National Public Radio earlier this month. It is not clear whether LES-5 is still capable of receiving commands. Uh, LES-5 was built by MIT's Lincoln Laboratory and launched in 1967 as part of the military's tactical satellite communication program. It was supposed to shut down in 1972, but it continues to operate as long as its solar panels are facing the sun. Tilly told NPR that he was inspired by a ham in Cornwall, who in 2016 found an earlier satellite, uh, LES-1, built by the same lab and launched in 1965. What intrigued Tilly about the LES-5 was, was that it might still be the oldest functionary, uh, functioning, <laughs> I started putting the second word together, uh, the oldest functioning geostationary satellite in space. And that comes to you from the ARRL. And 
wow, that's operating pretty near the 1.25 centimeter band. Maybe we should get Tony to see if he can uh, send some random telecommand up there and crash that baby. <laughs> Since he's the only ham who still has 220 megahertz gear. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> deal with his handheld. <laughs> All righty then. So that's interesting, though. Boy, the thing went up there in 1967. Wow. The early days. So let's see. I can talk a little bit about the QSO Today Virtual Ham Expo because I jumped on the website when I saw the announcement from, what is it, 4Z? 1UG. 1UG, that's it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I got that a little while ago, so I'll read this. Uh, QSO Today Virtual Ham Expo. Despite the current COVID-19 situation, ham radio operators are more active than ever and want to continue to learn and engage with their community. All you need to do that is just listen to this show. To meet this need, we've organized the first-of-its-kind virtual ham radio expo designed to allow everyone interested in amateur radio to engage with amazing speakers, leading suppliers of equipment, parts and services, and fellow attendees. Our virtual expo platform provides a visually captivating and easy-to-navigate user experience that recreates the look and feel of a physical amateur radio convention. Coming to your laptop, tablet, and smartphone on August 8th and 9th, 2020. And they're actually using a virtual expo platform that other things have used because I've seen simple, similar ones. Um, according to the, uh, the blurb, attendees have the opportunity to listen and engage with 30 or more internationally recognized ham radio luminaries that have committed to lead expo sessions. Influencers. <laughs> Indoctrinators. <laughs> Interact with fellow participants in a variety of breakout rooms on topics such as contesting, DX, and digital modes. Walk through the virtual exhibit hall filled with popular amateur radio suppliers. Watch new product demos. Interact directly with booth staff using video, audio, and text conferencing. Gotta have the booth, babes. And engage with fellow hams without leaving your home, Ham Shack. And save thousands of dollars since you don't have to worry about travel, food, and lodging. Return over the next 30 days to revisit, explore, and re-engage exhibitor offerings. So I don't know what it costs to join. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I know it, for a booth, it's 500 bucks minimum. Yeah. Yeah, which is ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought when I saw it. And that's like the, that's like the lowest offering. Yeah. Yeah. So guess what? Who, who, who's not going to be there? <laughs> yeah. I can tell you who's not going to be there. But my question was, how much does it cost to attend? Is it free? It's free right now. So if you uh, register now, you can get in for free. So you can be an attendee. So right now, the there's free attendee early bird tickets. I don't know if that will change based upon how much, you know, I don't know how many suckers they get for the uh, exhibitors. <laughs> I mean, sorry, how many, how many competent, I mean, oh, I don't uh, Vendor, you know. vendors like to throw money around. There'll be some people there. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, obviously they already have a gold sponsor, a platinum sponsor of ICOM. Uh, they're all in on this. Although, I mean, you know, we just had this past weekend, we just had the YouTubers ham fest, which uh, I, I caught little bits and parts of. Um, I didn't really, I guess I didn't, we didn't put an announcement about that because I don't think I even knew about it until later on. I don't think I knew about <laughs> it till just now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can find all the content from the YouTubers Hamfest, um, probably archived on the various um, YouTubers channels. So I think, it, you know, like it's kind of confusing. They really did it wrong because they were going from, you know, 
you know, um, Sterling's channel to, uh, you know, the OG guy's channel to, uh, you know, ham radio crash courses channel, you know, it was just like jumping around and stuff like that. You know, obviously they, uh, you know, they want the viewership on their channels so that they can monetize those. <laughs> so yep. I can understand that, but um, it does make it a little bit uh, more interesting to navigate to that content. Um, you have to kind of go find it if you're not uh, already subscribed to those channels or not specifically looking for it. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we just had that. We had uh, Contest University a couple weeks back and that was free. I mean, you know, I don't, I mean, DX Engineering was already doing Contest University and yeah, I'm assuming that they just sponsored everything. So <laughs> most of the speakers at that don't get paid to speak anyway. Um, so I'm not sure exactly. I'm not sure exactly what this brings to us more than some of the free stuff that's going out. And obviously we got tons of tons of YouTube content out there and stuff like that from various uh, vendors and stuff on their equipment. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. Um, I'll probably sign up to go look at it, but uh, yeah, I think from a vendor aspect, from like from us, who's you know just a you know we don't sell anything, <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, there's no reason, there's no way for us to recoup any funds from any of that, and uh, yeah, there's nobody's going to come to us specifically for free stuff. If they want to come to us, they can come to us here in our Discord chat any day, anytime, and we won't charge you, and we'll show you a bunch of stuff you can download for free. So, <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, it's no, you know, no dig on them, you know, no dig on, you know, um, QSO today, but, uh, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm not, not digging it. <laughs> no dig, but no diggity. Yeah. Two <laughs> thumbs down. <laughs> Both of them are bills. I'm not, I'm not jumping in on this. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just my two thumbs down. We got, we got four other thumbs across the, uh, interwebs from me. So, you know, that's, <laughs> no, I, I thought the uh, sign-up cost per vendor just seemed a little high. I don't know what the platform is charging them, but I don't know. Just, uh, yeah, obviously we will not be a part of it, except as possibly, you know, people who roam around and see things for free, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be consumers. That's right. <laughs> Only if it's free. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Although, yeah, well, we'll see. No, no more comments about that. All right. So, Bill, go ahead and talk about the latest version. Uh, oh, well, I should mention that we are jumping into open source. And Bill's going to tell us about a software project that I use uh, quite a lot. And I think a lot of people use this. And this is kind of a flash topic. <clears throat> this is, of course, Transmission version 3.0 was released. Uh, some of the improvements that were, okay, well, if you don't know what a transmission is, you, you're on a different planet now. Uh, <laughs> transmission is a, is a, basically a GUI client for doing torrents. And it's a really great client and it's really easy to use. It's available for all platforms. Some of the platforms will run GTK or some will run Qt. Um, but they're mostly the same. <laughs> they mostly look the same in all the environments. They mostly play the same in all the environments. But it's a very simple and easy to use torrent, uh, consuming, uh, application. So, um, so yeah, I'll start with that. So some of the improvements that all the platforms received, uh, was, uh, to allow the RPC server to listen on an IPv6 address. And we all know that the you know, IPv6 is, is pretty much getting everywhere. And if you don't have it, you might want to consider getting it. Uh, I know all my websites, I had to go and plug in, you know, get me an IPv6 address for them all and <laughs> stuff like that. Um, 
Yeah, so that's there now. Change TR curl uh, SSL verify to TR curl SSL no verify and enable verification by default. Uh, we also have go back to hash as a base name for resume and torrent files, those stored in the configuration directory. Uh, limit the number of incorrect authentication attempts in embedded web server to 100 to prevent any brute force attacks. Uh, let's see, set idle seed limit range to 1 to 40,320. That's four, four weeks tops in all clients. Add a peer ID for XF Play, Pico Torrent, Free Download Manager, Folks, uh, Baidu, uh, NetDisk Torrent clients. We also have uh, improved uh, TOS handling on IPv6 connections, abort handshake on uh, establishing DH shared secret fails, bunch of changes. Just there, there's a ton. There's a ton, 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 ton. So basically, all it's going to mean is that the application is going to run even better, even though I never experienced any issues with it <laughs> for the way I use the application. Now, a lot of people do, you know, a lot of seeding from it and stuff like that. And uh, maybe you've run into some issues and there's been a lot of fixes that went into this particular release. So if you don't have Torrent uh, or Transmission 3 already uh, updated on your box, you should go uh, go find it and get it. Yeah, I only use Transmission as a client. I seed from our Torrent because it's CLI and just works good. Although... I have used transmission as well to build torrent files because it has a it's like transmission dash create I think yeah that allows you to to actually make torrents and then I use our torrent to seed them so when you download your Linux and the Hamshack archives via torrent that's probably where you're getting it from the transmission Absolutely. is is also very very useful to yeah yeah all right and, and not for any illegal stuff either yeah no. <laughs> For, for purely legal things. Purely thing. archival needs, yes. Well, I don't think uh, archiving Linux in the Hamshack is illegal, so there you go. Okay, we also have Electronic Arts is releasing the source code for two classic Command & Conquer games. They plan to release the source code for the classic real-time strategy games Command & Conquer Tiberian Dawn and Command & Conquer Red Alert. The studio announced the source code for the two games is scheduled to be available alongside the release of Command & Conquer Remastered Collection which includes remastered versions of both titles and their expansions. And this should be happening on June 5th of 2020. And they are being released, as I see just popped into the Etherpad, <laughs> under the GPL v3 license. So there'll be copy left. That's cool. So that means they can be forked. Go fork them. <laughs> That's right. Go fork yourself. Okay. And... We have another topic that we can jump into that is in our Linux in the Hamshack segment. I moved it in here because it uses Linux, and yes, it is a commercially assembled product, but it is Linux, and you would use it in your Hamshack. Or you could even use it mobile, I suppose, if you wanted to. But Bill is going to tell us all about the clear node. Sure. Yeah, this is uh, something that uh, was brought to our attention in the chat room here a few, uh, I guess, last week or something like that. Uh, there's a product called ClearNode. It's an all-star and Echolink um, device. Uh, ClearNode is a, a Raspberry Pi-based all-star and Echolink node with an integrated low-power UHF or VHF radio transceiver. Delivered to you, pre-configured or unconfigured, your choice. You can use the free companion mobile applications to configure it for yourself. No need to, no need for PuTTY, terminal, or SSH. 
Although SSH is available for you, for you Linux ops, you dirty Linux ops, you. Um, <laughs> I always want to go in and muck up things. <clears throat> Anyways, packaged in a convenient four by three by one inch case, ready to go mobile with your personal Wi-Fi hotspot. Configuration control, audio analysis, and streaming functions are provided in the free companion mobile applications for Apple and iOS and Android. Um, control and listen to your node from wherever you are on the interwebs. The price on this is $280. Yikes. Plus uh, $8 <laughs> shipping. I know some people said they got it for $280 flat because they were giving away shipping for free at one point. But nope, you got to pay for shipping if you're in the United States. Uh, shipping will vary from other locations. Uh, let's see uh, the mobile app. Let's talk about that real quick. The mobile app is available, like they said, in Android and iOS. It allows you to configure your all-star and echo link credential credentials and settings, configure your clear node Wi-Fi credentials without using SSH and terminal <clears throat> connect and disconnect your clear node from remote nodes and hubs, automate your connects disconnects with calendar timed events. So if you want to have it automatically connect up for a predefined in a net net or something like that, you can have it go ahead and do that. <clears throat> Keep and edit a catalog of the nodes you regularly connect to. Control the integrated radio, TX, RX frequency, CTCSS codes, squelch and volume. Power down or reboot your clear node. Play a delayed stream, 20 seconds of the audio traffic on your clear node. Update the software revisions running on your clear node and find your clear node's current LAN WAN IP address. And control multiple all-star and Echolink clear nodes. So this looks pretty uh, like a pretty cool project, and it's uh, over on... Uh, website called node adventures yep so if you want to spend a <laughs> lot of money to do something you can do for a lot less then there you go clear node is for you yeah if you i mean you can build the one yourself obviously you can get a hat for the radio and you got already got the raspberry pi and the software is completely downloadable it's based on the uh, ham voip software you can find over on hamvoip.org or something like that dot org and dot net both work Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the software is all available. You, you know, obviously this is a turnkey solution that makes it simple for people that just want it to work and not have to really go through all the hassle. And, uh, Tony is graciously pasting the screens from his app directly into the chat room. So another reason why you should join the chat room while we're recording this. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see those things. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it looks pretty cool. I mean, you, you play around with the, well, you play around with Echo Link. You haven't got All Star to work, right? I have not worked with All Star yet. I use Echo Link, but I use SVX Link, not Ham VoIP. So I do it in a different way. I, I'm still looking at doing All Star Link. It's just how do I do it for a reasonable cost? And clear the clear node is is not an option for me. So yeah, yeah. And you did a you did a deep dive on your SVX Link too, I believe. Back in our catalog. Uh, somewhere back in the day, yes. <laughs> yeah, so if you're interested in you know looking at building your own with using like SVX Link for doing Echo Link, you can definitely check that out in our back catalog of uh, Deep Dive episodes. Yes, very much so. And SVX Link hasn't really changed a whole lot, so it should still be relevant information regardless of how long ago that was. So. And you were going to touch on something you tried to get done for the show tonight, but we're having a little bit of issues with. So you're just going to tease it for now, and then we'll we'll talk about it in the next episode. Yeah, I ran across another logger application that's out there for Linux for doing your ham radio logging. And it looked really cool. The screenshot was really cool. It's called QLog, and uh, it is downloadable via an app image, which is what I tried to download. And I uh, was able to execute it. 
Unfortunately, it uses Postgres, which requires a little bit of configuration on your part because uh, it didn't appear as a dependency of the project, the deb. <laughs> so, what is it so, with you and loggers not having <sighs> database dependencies resolved? Because you had that problem for the know. longest time with CQR log. <laughs> CQR log. You know, people, use SQLite, please. Christ almighty, we don't need a full-blown database solution for running <laughs> a stupid logging application. It is not that hard, okay? <laughs> there. Anyway, so I did they, get they it. They created this um, amazing... <laughs> file-based <laughs> database called ADIF. Yeah. It's all you need for a logger, really. It, it contains lots and lots of information. So, Yeah, or you can use Berkeley DB as a flat file or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, build your indexes off that. And, you know, there's many embedded databases that you can put in your applications that are completely open source and free and blah, 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 blah. You know, let's 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 start looking into these and and simplify some of these installations because the harder we make these applications to get going for people, you know, even though you graciously provide an app image, which hey, that's great, um, it's just it's just stupid to do it this way. But anyways, the application looks really great. Um, I tried importing a log once I got everything set up, and I'm still having issues just kind of importing a log and stuff like that. So I'm going to hold on to giving a full report on this application until a later date when I can actually get it to all function. And uh, yeah, so there's there's the teaser and some snark. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we're here for, teasers and snark. So... We should just change the name of the show to that. That'd be that'd be kind of. Fun. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to cover anything here. We're just going to poo poo on everybody. <laughs> that was kind of what my other podcast was supposed to be. That's why it was called Tech and Loathing because a it's a rip on Fear and Loathing, and b it was supposed to be Tech and Snark. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you know, technology sucks. It, absolutely. All right. Well, that means we have come down to the end of our topics for this short topic episode of the program, episode number 347. But we are not quite done yet because we have the social media roundup. So we will let Cheryl take it away and tell us who all has helped us out and who all has joined to get information about the show, who has become a listener, an advocate, and a supporter of our program. I see. I'm, I'm filling lots of words. I'm trying to make the show longer. So. <laughs> Feel like a 10-minute episode. Here yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, go for it. Okay, so for our Patreons, we have Richard Gordon, Andy Webster, Cubicle Nate, Darren King, David Jakeway, Donald Gover, <clears throat> excuse me, Douglas Redder, Ernest, Erno Castales, Herb Garcia, John Spriggs, Peter Caffrey, Paul Griffith, Randolph Smith, Robert Pitts, Samuel Vimes, Steve Metcalf, Steve Sainer, William Heckelman, and Jonas Rula. For subscriptions, we have Robert Black, Randolph Smith, Robert Halliday, James Lewis, Fred Cole, Michael Burdak, Alan Wilson, Ronald Ike, Michael Connolly, Steve Viella, Jim McKenzie, Dylan Angle, Johnny Kinsey, Robert Yerke, Bill Piotr, Darren King, Thor Wiegman, Todd Bowers, Kevin Ivey, John Clark, Bill Collins, Jeff Zimmerman, Tony Coberly, Roger Pereira, Jeffrey Boris, Michael Carey, Steve Hepler, and Michael Jopling. 
Michael Previtt, Aaron Blattner. Oh, whoa. You didn't say what this is for. No, well, I was going to say that at the end. So, <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for you to get to the third name. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even going to do that one. <laughs> On Facebook, we had Michael Previtt, Aaron Blattner, and someone. How, no, however you think that's pronounced is wrong. I know. <laughs> I, I'm just, I was just going to say, and someone else. With a name that I cannot pronounce. It's a Russian name, and it's in Cyrillic. It's and in we Cyrillic, have... yeah, and I have no clue. So. <laughs> so if you're listening, thank you for joining us on Facebook. I bet you know who you are. But... <laughs> yeah, you know who you are. <laughs> on Twitter, we have at Robert Calling 2, at Dead Tom, and at Seth Lavender, or Lavender. I'm not sure how that's pronounced. On YouTube, we have William Emedy, James Gill, Jack Prendle, Dave O and Hillman in five ABI on the mailing list. We had Michael in two UN join us and there were no merchandise sales. All right. Well, that means we have come down to the end of the program, but we also want to mention the folks who were spending some of their Memorial day with us here tonight. We had Dave KD nine EBR Don KC nine ZMY Ted WA zero EIR Dan KF five TQN Tony KM four HSD and jonas rulo so thanks everybody for joining us tonight spending a little bit of your memorial day we hope everybody had a good weekend and we will be doing our deep dive episode next monday night so make sure you tune in for that and we will also have the weekender which comes out early 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 on friday and we'll have lots of fun things to talk about there too so we hope you tune in for that as well with that said, we have come down to the end of the episode, and we hope we will, well, we hope you will catch us soon. This has been episode number 347 of Linux in the Ham Shack. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS Live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute link on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or hand 
email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. Shack and the Linux in the Hamshack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.